Good to see you all this morning. I know some reason why some's not here, but uh, I'm sure glad you're not one of those that's out, but I'm glad you're here. I uh, want to, if you turn to James this morning, I want to show you something that I pray for all the time in the book of James, and that is how to develop faith. I want more faith all the time, and the Bible shows us some things about developing our faith after we're saved. And so if you would please, uh, James chapter 2, I want to begin reading verse 14. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? Even so faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works, Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. For will thou know, o vain man, that faith without works is dead? Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I ask in Jesus' name today that you let the Holy Spirit enlighten our hearts and minds to understand that all we have to do to be saved is simply use the faith that we got. We might not have much, but we got some. And Lord, we can call on you and know that you will save our soul. That's a little faith. But Lord, after we're saved, we know we are to develop our faith and to get stronger as Christians. And Lord, I pray for every Christian about this thing of growing in grace. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to make something very clear in the beginning, if I could, that uh, works cannot save a soul from hell. Amen. I don't care what you do. That you, anything good uh, is not going to keep you out of hell, no matter how good you are. No matter the number of good deeds you've done in this life, you cannot go to heaven by your works. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is still there. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now the word of God, though, through James, says faith without works are dead. So if a person is truly born again, he will do good works for righteousness. True faith in Christ Jesus will cause you to do something for him. I have, ever since I've been saved, I've been trying to do something for the Lord. And uh, when I first got saved, I wanted to pay Him back for saving me. And one day I realized you can't pay Jesus back for saving you, no matter what you do. But you can sure be thankful for what He has done for you. And if you are, you'll try your best to do something for Him. True faith in Christ Jesus will cause you to do something for Him then. James 4, look at verse 17. 
James 4, verse 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him, it is sin. So if you're truly saved, then you know to do good. And if you are saved and don't do anything good for the Lord, then you're sinning against the Lord. James chapter 1, verse 25 says, But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. What I'm interested in is how to develop our faith. If we take the lives of the Lord's disciples, you can notice as you study their faith, then we can learn we too can develop our faith. I want to give you seven portions of Scripture that shows the development of the disciples' faith. Go back with me. We'll start in the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, chapter 4, and uh, look with me in verse 40. Mark 4 and verse 40. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, think about this for just a minute. Just like the disciples in time of turmoil and trouble, sometimes we demonstrate great fear rather than great faith. Jesus' disciples was in a great storm, and they feared. They didn't show any faith. And you must remember, when I read this story, I think about this, you got to remember who's in the boat with him. Jesus, God in the flesh. Amen? But Jesus controls the waves. Jesus controls all our troubles then. So, when you think about the disciples as they begin out to try to serve the Lord, they had little faith or no faith. Then notice again in Luke chapter 12, the growth from no faith to little faith. In Luke chapter 12, verse 28 says, If then God shall clothe the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Here the Lord is teaching his disciples how our Heavenly Father provides for our everyday living, and they had little faith. Uh, I believe this, if we could only... Uh, exercise a little faith when it comes to everyday living. Our jobs, our happiness, our health, our welfare. Just a little faith. And we wouldn't die of a heart attack worrying ourselves to death. We need to develop a little faith. First, the disciples start off, the Bible said they had no faith in God taking care of them. And then God develops their faith and they begin with a little faith. And then thirdly, they had great faith. In Matthew 8, verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Really I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now go back with me for a minute to Mark, to Matthew chapter 8. I want to begin to read in verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, 
I'm not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. When I read those verses, I think of a man that I talked to about being saved one time, and he said, if I could only see Jesus, if I could only see God, then I would be saved. And I liken it to this centered here uh, that uh, Jesus said, uh, here's a man uh, that Jesus said, I'm coming to your house, and I'm going to raise your son, I'm going to take care of uh, whatever your trouble is, I'll take care of it. Uh, but uh, the man said, wait a minute, you don't have to come. All you have to do is speak the word. I, I prayed for many a sick person. And I believe this, God can just as easily speak to a person. And uh, that person can be healed. He can touch that person. He can use any means he wants to. But it takes great faith. And great faith only comes when you know the Lord as your Savior and what he can do. Reading between the lines, so to speak, this centurion had to have heard about Jesus. He believed who Jesus was, the Son of God. He had heard of the miracles and maybe had seen some of them, so he knew Jesus could heal his servant. This tells me the way to have great faith is believing the record that the Bible gives of Jesus. You know what my what develops my faith when I first read the book of oh, where little old David went down there in the valley and killed that great giant with a little slingshot and just a stone. I said, man, I wonder could I have done that. I wonder could I have had the courage and had the strength and believe God and went down there and faced that great giant. That took some great faith. Amen. And I look at that and I say, well, good night. He killed him and cut his head off with his own sword. That encourages me. Amen. And every time I go through the Bible and I find some character in the Bible that does some great faith for the Lord. I read in the Bible the other day where a man took, uh, just uh, went down in the valley and plucked a great man of giants, a spear out of his hand and killed him with his own spear. That took great faith. And I thought to myself, man alive, I need that kind of faith. Uh, so I go through the Bible and the more I read and study of these great men that develop great faith, I pray to the Lord, Lord, give me that kind of faith. Here is God in the flesh. He's in the, he is the great healer. He is the great savior from sin. He's the great provider. So if I know this, I too can put my faith and trust in Him. That is what Jesus okays on it then I can see anything in Jesus' name. I can call on Him, and I know that He will hear me. Now, James chapter 2 and verse 5 talks about rich faith. Hearken, my beloved brethren, had not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which He had promised to them that love Him? You know, I've known a lot of preachers, and I've known a lot of saved people, that all they do is pull them out. I'm a Christian, but 
Bless my Lord. I wish I was blessed like you are, Brother Strong. Or they'll mention some other Christian that's blessed to God. And I wish I was blessed like they are. Well, I just believe this. <coughs> I believe in rich faith. My father owned the cattle of a thousand hills. Amen? And I believe this. If he can take care of somebody else, he can take care of me. Faith in the second coming of the Lord. Faith in the rapture. Faith that Jesus could come any moment. And then all of heaven is mine is exercising rich faith. I might not have everything down here, but I'm rich. And one day I'm going home to my richness in heaven. Amen? And now that's what rich faith is about. Hey, you don't go around poor pitiful me as a Christian. You're blessed. And then you have precious faith. Think about this. In Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 1 says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to whom that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought about the faith that you do have? You know how many people I've met that just don't have any faith in God? I mean, they really don't. They don't pray and ask God to bless them. They don't pray in time of sickness. They don't have what you and I have. Faith to me is very precious. And precious faith is receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And then there's nothing like knowing you're saved, but there's also nothing like knowing that after you're saved that God will take care of you. That's precious faith. Paul is saying it's precious to obtain salvation through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because number one, you miss hell, and number two, you go into heaven. And then you have full faith. Acts chapter 6, verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost. Full faith is being filled with the Holy Spirit and being controlled by the Holy Spirit. If you read chapter Acts chapter 6, verse 8 and 10 and verse 15, you'll find the disciples worked great things before people because they were full of the Holy Spirit. And being full of faith and led by the Holy Spirit, you'll do great wonders for the Lord. You'll have the wisdom of the Bible and the power of the Holy Spirit. In verse 10, you'll have a good testimony before people. Verse 15, did you know that takes full faith to do those things? Seventhly, James chapter 2, verse 22 says, you talk, it talks about perfect faith. Seest thou how faith wrought with works, and by works was faith made perfect? Perfect faith is when your actions and your words coincide with your faith in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, what you are speaks so loud I can't hear what you're saying. I used to have that little saying in front of me in my desk and something happened to it. I don't know where it, what, where it went, but I love that little saying. What you are speaks so loud I can't hear what you're saying. Did you know you can say you're a Christian and you can go around telling everybody, I'm a child of God. But what you are and what you do speak so loud, the Bible says, or, or, God, or man says, I can't hear what you're saying. Did you know people watch you all the time? And you can say you're a child of God, but what you do speaks of your perfect faith. Perfect faith is not believing 
in Christ plus speaking in tongues or plus baptism or plus membership or plus anything else. Perfect faith is trusting Christ and Him alone not only for salvation but for everything else in our lives. Perfect faith is just trusting God. Amen? You know, ever since I've been saved, I haven't been afraid of dying or afraid of um, God taking care of me from day to day. We're looking, we're looking in tough times right now. And I believe for long the dollar ain't going to be much. It ain't much now, but it ain't going to be much very soon if it keeps going like it is. And I know a lot of people is trusting in their bank account, trusting in what they got. But you know what I've learned? I just trust the Lord from day to day. Now let me ask you something. What are you standing, where do you stand in this matter of faith? Do you have no faith? Do you go to bed at night not knowing you're saved and spend it where you're going to spend the eternity? Or number two, do you have little faith? Do you trust the Lord to take care of you? Or number three, do you have great faith? Do you really know the Lord Jesus Christ personally? Or number four, do you have rich faith? Do you love the Lord and you're looking for His return? Or number five, do you have precious faith? Do you know you're saved? And number six, do you have full faith led by the Holy Spirit? And number seven, do you have perfect faith? All the above is perfect faith. And we need to pray all the time with the disciples. I like this. Luke 17, verse 5. And the disciples, the apostles, said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. That's what I need every day. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You know how I believe you can increase your faith? You make your faith better every day? The more you read the Bible, the more faith you get. Every time I read the Bible, I find out more about God. And I realize how great God is. So there are two things we can do to increase our faith. Number one, ask God to increase our faith. And number two, listen to God's Word and read it. And we need to increase our faith every day. And as you do, you learn to live in this world and not worry about everything. Just trust the Lord. Amen? And I need faith to do that. And I ask the Lord every day, Lord, increase my faith. And I pray that for every Christian. Amen? Let's pray and ask God to bless. Heavenly Father, we're excited about the coming hour. And we ask you, dear Lord, if people would come. But Lord, if we just keep us faithful and listen to your word and obey it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. Almost turned the lights out. I do.